This is the SBFL Podcast. Welcome into week four of the SBFL Podcast. Recorded a little bit later. Week four actually started yesterday. It is Friday night. I like to record on Wednesdays. The week got away from me a little bit. That's my apologies. Kind of life got in the way ahead of SBFL podcasting. But happy to be here on a Friday. And because it's Friday, I'm a little tipsier than I would be on a Wednesday. The voice of reason scheduled to be here at 8 o'clock. Running a little bit behind. But we do have the mystery guest in the house. Reveal yourself. Well, it's the uh, proud owner of the 0-3 uh, Philadelphia Friars. How's it going, Chris? Oh, it's going awesome. And I guess, really, until Shane gets here, it's the dynamic duo of depression on this Friday. I know. You, this, you're is like, this is perfect. This is perfect. You lost your quarterback. I'm 0-3. We're both sad, upset, and uh, here to pitch. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it's kind of how we finished last season. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, with the pitch ball. I forgot about those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start our week. I, and I know it's weird. I don't. This is why I don't love recording on a Friday, because it feels like it, I mean, it feels like week three is just, I record on Wednesday. I'm like, I'm right in the middle of week three, still still feels fresh, but week four is this week. But let's go back in time, about five days. The Wright County, three and oh, the Wasps dropped down to ninth. This one hurts so much, so much more because Cook has had one good week, eclipsed 95 points ever since. So it, it was a good week. It was a solid week when you're putting up in the 110. All right. So you, I, I don't know if it's you cutting out or my shitty ass computer cutting out. I, and I don't have I, the voice of reason is not here to let me know if it's me, my shitty internet or Mike's shitty internet. So, Mike, can you hear oh, me sorry. okay? Yeah, I can hear you great. You're, you're a little choppy, but again, I it could be just my shitty internet. Also, I'm in the middle of a hurricane. Ian's rolling through here right now. Yeah, I have no hurricane up here. You lucky bastard. So, it's probably me. So, well, I'm going to apologize then because I bet yours comes clear on the pod. So, but I didn't understand a word you said. Uh, Cook's team suck sucks. KJ got lucky. Let's move on. All right. Hey, Cook's team always sucks. <laughs> this is kind of his thing. Um, speaking of suck and speaking of being at the bottom of the table, I don't know what happened with the South Bend Stingers. Uh, they get pretty much demolished by the Kentucky Raccoons. Kentucky gets their first win of the season after Many people were saying they might be winless throughout this year. Meanwhile, for the second straight week, South Bend's been reaching into his Venmo and having to send out 10 bucks. What in the world is happening in Indiana? Well, he went huge on that Eiffel Tower of three receivers, and they exploded that first week, and they've just been kind of average ever since. He's got no running backs. His quarterback play isn't great. And when your stud receivers aren't playing well, you're going to have a tough time putting up points. I do want to give a hat tip to John Snow. Uh, he's been, I feel like he's been working really hard to try and fix this roster that was just absolutely horrific when he walked uh, out of that auction <laughs> four short weeks ago. So, hey, this is how you avoid being sticker bitch. There's years, you and you, you know this, you know, right now, but there's years you just know, like, all right, I fucked up. How do I just not be last now? And you just work at it. Yeah, he, he's got what he likes to call a lot of scratch-off lottery tickets. He'll pick up those, you know, handcuff uh, running backs and hope that uh, someone will get an injury and then he could trade up, you know. So it, it is kind of working uh, for him. He just, you know, we'll talk about it. He just got rid of Chuba uh, uh, for, for a deal. 
And, uh, you know, maybe it'll work out for him. Maybe it won't. You know, he just – he's one injury away. He's one Lamar injury away from just being sticker bitch. Would hate to see that. Um, let's go to Butte now. Butte suffers his first loss of the season at the hands of the Carolina Reapers. It's a little Wolfpack on Wolfpack crime there. Uh, wins about about 11 points. Very disappointing week if you're the snorkelers, though. You, you're coming in under 100 after – Two pretty solid weeks. You got two wins, and and you know you kind of hit a speed bump there in Carolina. So, I I think actually both these teams are going to be pretty good going forward. I think they're probably um, contenders as far as the playoffs are concerned, as far as the first round buy is concerned. As we you know progress through the fall months here, um, but nonetheless, snorkelers snorkelers lay a dud. Yeah, his quarterbacks let him down big time. Uh, this week, I have no idea what's going on with Kyler Murray and the freaking Cardinals. Uh, I know Casey and I had talked uh, after week one, after that Lance debacle about getting, you know, trading Lance for Kyler Murray. And he was ecstatic when I didn't accept that trade and Lance goes after the year. But, you know, hopefully him getting some weapons back uh, will turn it around. But he's just doesn't look the same this year. Uh, so I think he'll bounce back and. Ira gets his second win. So, yeah. Couple of past champions, Baghdad Bombers, 107, New York City Pizza Rats, 120. That's a really, really solid score for the Pizza Rats who vault themselves up into the fourth position right now. Um, and what's funny, too, is I don't know how often – I'm not much of a projections guy, but this matchup was projected to be – 120.5 to 106.83 pizza rats winning. The final score was 120.28 to 107.82. So the projections were 0.22 off for the rats and less 0.99 off for the bombers. Like almost, I mean, that's gotta be, nobody keeps track of this, but that's gotta be the closest Yahoo's ever gone to hitting both of them. Oh yeah. There's no, there's no doubt about that. The, the quarterbacks think, are carrying the rats. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's also jackpot with James Robinson so far. Like he he drafted ETN and he scooped up Robinson, and and it's just like this guy's coming out of nowhere again. We all forgot about him after the injury, and he's just picking up right where he left off. So he's got himself an RB one that was super cheap, and then the quarterbacks are just carrying him. This is two years in a row if, if for James Robin just being James Robinson just being completely forgotten in the fantasy world, and then like, oh yeah, by the way, he scores fifteen every week. Yeah, well, because it was also a new coach, and you know this guy was undrafted, and you never you, you didn't know what was going to happen, and he just comes in and he's just better than what they have, so they put him out there, and it seems like every week he has a 30, 40 yard touchdown. Crosstown rivals, Virginia Beach Ducks, get on the bus to Portsmouth, take down the Seaman 112 to 95. This is really a ho hum game. There wasn't much to talk about here. Um, neither team was very good. A 112 from the Ducks is it's a good score, but I mean nobody even hit 20 points. It's just very balanced attack, um, balanced quack attack, and, and the Seaman just had no answers. Mark Andrews was good. But the rest of this lineup, most of them were in single digits. Uh, it just, it was, I don't know, forgettable. Yeah, Carson Wentz finally had a Carson Wentz type of game. Um, you know, I, I, 
I feel like scoring is down in our league a lot this year. I know you had your explosive week uh, in week two with uh, almost 170, but like it feels like if you're putting up between 110 and 120, like you got a chance to win. So if you get to that mar- uh, marker, you know, you were in it and your opponent just didn't put up, uh, put up any points and yeah, you snuck out a win. Beautiful segue into the final matchup we need to talk about from week three. You just said if you put up between 110 and 120, you're probably going to win. Well, you scored 117.82, and you catch your third L of the year to the Chesapeake Crawdads for just a hair shy of 120 points. Yeah, this was double demoralizing because Shane was coming off a week where he scored uh, less than 90 points, and it just seems like, you know, my opponents this year want to have their uh, best week of the season. You know, uh, Iowa put up 130, KJ put up 130, Shane put up 120. I was number four in league scoring, and I just can't get the W. It's just, it's just that type of year. Uh, so, you know, we hope hope uh, we'll hope to move on, and week four we'll hope to get our first win. Yeah, I've I actually said you know in a side chat to somebody. On, I guess, did you officially lose on mo- mo- Sunday night football or Monday night football? No, it was Monday night football. And okay. I almost made the comeback because Zeke, uh, I, I, he needed 16.2 points. He gets the touchdown. And then the Cowboys are at the one yard line. Zeke's in the game. And Cooper Rush throws that fade to uh, CD Lamb, who makes that amazing catch. And it was just like, I could feel my soul leave my body. It was just crushed at that moment. Cause obviously the they're playing the giants. So I'm a giants fan. And then Zeke doesn't get the ball and uh, they run out the clock and I can't get two points. Yeah, no, I feel for you. I, I said that, I guess I would have sent the text on Tuesday that I feel bad for you because I've, I was literally in this position one year ago where weeks one and two, I didn't have my best week, but I also went against monsters. Like I, I didn't catch any breaks in weeks one and two. And then week three, like, I could taste sweet victory. I could, I was like, I can win this week. I can win this week. And I put up a really good total. And if you remember a year ago, it was the Devonte Adams game where like he scored and I lost by less than a point to Casey on Sunday uh. night football. And <laughs> I went to zero and three and I was like, I'm just snake bitten this year. And I, you know, I went to zero and six eventually, but I hope the same doesn't happen to you. Cause that does suck. I did feel for you though. Like it, you're right. Your soul leaves your body. You're like, Am I ever going to win or, or is people yeah. just going to stomp me every week? And and now I go against Anthony, who has the luck of, of the freaking Irish over there. You know, he it, it knows no bounds. It's the running joke, but it's it's true. And he is probably I, I'm pretty sure I always look back at the SBFL record. I'm pretty sure I have like the worst record against Anthony where he just always beats me. And so, you know, fingers crossed. I had a good start on Thursday, which we'll talk about. But uh, yeah. It's still fun. I'm still trying to be active. I, I, you know, it's not like I'm giving up on the season. Obviously, I've made some trades, so it's still fun. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I was zero and six last year, and I finished in seventh place. Like I was one game out of the playoffs. I almost made the playoffs. You are not dead in this league. This league is yeah. filled with, you know, there's such parity in the league. Six teams make the playoffs. You don't have to be first. You just have to be mediocre. And you can hey, make the Rats, playoffs Rats won back to back titles from the sixth spot. So, yeah, there you go. Exactly. Casey won a championship one year when he was 0 and 2. 
Um, and that was at the time when only four out of 10 made it. So it was let, you know, only 40% instead of 50%. So you are absolutely not out of this. And nobody is. Nobody is. Yep. One to 12. And, and well, the maybe, reverse... maybe Snow, maybe Noonan, but yeah. Well, I'm just saying like they could make I yes, as the rosters stand, yeah, those teams stink. Um, uh, but they could make moves. But I think the reverse is true too. Like hammers, ducks, snorkelers, rat, like we could all just crumble um and go down to you know the 10, 11, 12 spot if you battling in the bitch bowl. The long season. They added that extra week to make that uh more exciting. Fourteen weeks is a long time, but that'll wrap it up for week three. Um, we're gonna move on to the power rankings review. What does it take to be number one? Two is not a winner, and three nobody remembers. Hey, what does it take to be number one? Power rankings review. I'm gonna be honest with you. Hand up. He sent these, and I was at work, and I had, I mean, obviously, I didn't record on Wednesday. I had like a, a long week. It was just a lot of shit going on at work. I opened these up while I was teaching, which they're really trying to crack down on kids using their phones so they've told the teachers like please just don't use your phone in front of kids but i had to see the power ranking so i pulled my phone out while i was teaching uh <laughs> hopefully my principal doesn't listen to this and the only thing i saw was virginia beach duck six i just put my phone right back in my pocket i was like no nah. and then i like a couple minutes later i busted it back out and had to rant for a bit um but I'm i haven't pretty sure i'm pretty sure uh you didn't respond or anything i was like he saw it and he's taking it out on the students right now. Like there was a pop quiz. There was something. He was just totally upset and he was just making them do math uh, equations on the, on the, on the whiteboard or something like that. It's yeah, funny that pretty... he did check it and, and got pissed off. That was pretty much accurate. Cause the way I opened up, like what I could see was 12 through six, like, and I, and like, I didn't have to scroll to see six VB ducks. And so, like, yeah. it opened up, and I saw it. I didn't have to. I was like, what? I don't even have to scroll to see my name, and I just closed it out. So I haven't even read these. I haven't looked at these other than I saw Duck 6. So here we go. He's got the Stingers 12th. Any qualms with that? I mean, back-to-back 80-point weeks, it's it's tough. You know, obviously, I, I could, uh, you, you know, you're putting me at 3, 0 and 3 at 12 is always justifiable. Uh, but back to back 80 point weeks, it's tough to not be 12. He doesn't even have you 11th. He's got the raccoons 11th. Yeah. I think that's just a shot at snow and a shitty ass roster. And it's fair. Uh, he's got you at yeah. 10. Yeah, that's fair. Again, I, I, I would have been fine if he had put me 12. I'm actually good with the bottom three as I'm reading this. Like I, I, I think your roster is better than the raccoons and the stingers. I do think the stingers. Are probably the worst team in the league. Um, I, I don't know. I just don't like his roster construction. I'm more of like a. Ever since the first year when I built my team just based on three running backs, I was like, I'm never doing that again. I've, I've always tried to get some balance in my roster, and obviously he is not doing that. So I disagree with the philosophy. Uh, Bombers nine. That was interesting. Yeah, I don't. Again, Anthony's always very quiet. So I don't really follow his team too often. I, uh, is he, what is he? One and two. Um, mm-hmm. He had 107 point. I mean, yeah, he could have been anywhere between eight and nine and seven, I, I, I guess. Uh, here's a shocker for sports fans everywhere. He has the Wright County Wasps as the best one and two team. 
All right, yeah, there you go. He he did put a, himself above Anthony. Uh, but you know that's uh, that's always the bias of you're writing in it yourself. You wanna you wanna put pump yourself up a little bit. Actually, he's got the Crawdads at seven at two and one. Aren't the Crawdads one and two? I think they're two and one. Oh, they are uh, two and one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think so. We have one. we have six two and one teams. Oh no, he's got uh, Frank at two and one. That's his mistake. Yeah, that's his mistake. Frank's one and two. Yeah, Frank uh, somehow ranked fourth at two and one, except he's one and two and shouldn't be fourth. But th- this guy's a <laughs> fucking idiot. Can you just take this over, Mike? I'm so happy I don't have to do it this year. Like that would have been another thing. Like if I had started zero and three, been snake snake bitten, and have to write these up every week and just drown in my misery even more. Dude, I'm so happy I don't have to do this anymore. Uh, I, uh, if he ever needs like a guest appearance, one one week or two weeks, whatever, you know, I can help out. But uh, it, it it's good also that we change it up and get a different voice in there, different uh, jokes and and arguments and stuff like that. I agree. I, I mean, I thought you did a phenomenal job, but I think other than like the actual um, rankings and the ability to recognize talent and you know what's not talented. His write-ups are actually very entertaining as I'm reading through them. So he's got the Ducks oh, six. Yeah. We're just going to breeze over that because that's a joke. Uh, <laughs> Reapers five, Portsmouth four. And here's where he says Portsmouth is two and one. Um, yeah, I just uh, – whatever. He got the Rats three, Snorkelers two, Mexico City one. I think the, the only one that I would uh, issue – obviously you have issue with yours. Uh, I guess Shane's also could be a little bit higher if you're you're gonna you got to lower Frank down, and then Shane, you know, you put up 120. Uh, he's got a solid enough roster, and he's good at making slight improvements throughout the year. I would yeah. I would have swapped I would have swapped Frank and Shane, and that's probably about it. And then I think he was just you know taking out some uh, personal vendetta against you. So I have another good segue. I'm starting to get good at this podcast hosting. You ready for this? Yeah. All right. Uh, number four, Portsmouth. Frankie lost to a weaker CK team, but had some rough matchups and final scores, mostly Tyreek and Mixon and Wentz and Baker. He gets the loss this week, but still has a better team than most of us with the unlikely scenario of traping himself into a worse roster. Four for him seems right. Hold on, let me hit this. That for this, we'll make a trade called Bartender. Trade breakdown. This for that. That for this, we'll have it made with Barter. What a segue into the trade breakdown we have, where the Portsmouth Seaman made not one, not two, but three trades today across the league. And this also happened while I was at work. At first, I, because the way he sent them, I thought they were dominoes. These weren't actually dominoes. No, he was working on them simultaneously because I, I'm pretty sure I started it because I approached him with the CMC offer, and he basically said, we have a deal. I just want to make sure I can get the handcuff uh, before we announce it. Uh, and then I sent it over, and I knew nothing about the third trade, though. So he was definitely working on that on his own uh, and just wanted to announce all three at the same time. Well, what was weird is Shane texted me like I just got Waller. And again, I was at work, so it's, it's 
it's hard to, and when I say text it, he'd send it to me on my computer so I could see it. Um, but I was like, and then like 20 minutes went by and there was like no announcement. He's like, I don't know what the fuck he's waiting for. He said he'll announce. And so Shane didn't know about the other two deals. I don't think. Um, he told me the same thing. He said, I'll announce it. And I said, okay, I just sent it over. And then I was, I was waiting as well. And I'm like, is he gonna accept it? Or is like, he just going to turn it down? Cause snow isn't going to give him Chuba. Uh, so I was, I was surprised. He did it. Yeah. He did a, a well, a job well done with that announcement. Yeah, it was crazy, but here we go. I'll break it down or I'll, I'll, I'll read the trades um, and then we'll break it down. So the first trade, he gives up Drake London and Leonard Fournette for Christian McCaffrey and Allen Robinson to you. Um, obviously, you think it's a good trade. Otherwise, you wouldn't make it. So I'll go ahead and, and give my two cents. I um, I don't love this trade for Frank. I just don't. Christian McCaffrey is such a headache, and you'll speak to this in a second. And Allen Robinson just—he forgot how to play football. He's just—I don't know—he's just not very good. I don't know if he's even startable at this point. You give up Leonard Fournette and and probably the best rookie wide receiver in Drake London. I know you can make an argument for Olave or some of these other guys, but Drake London's very good and startable and young, and that's a good, pretty good combination as we progress through the league. So, I thought you won this trade. I know you thought you won this trade, but speak to owning Christian McCaffrey these days. So uh, the reason I said we should have had Shane on, unfortunately, he couldn't join us, was I was full mode yesterday while I was at work, and I got that news on Christian McCaffrey not practicing again. And I was throwing out some of the worst trade offers I could even imagine to everyone. Pretty sure I contacted Snow. He was on a plane to Denver, so thankfully he didn't get a chance to respond. I contacted KJ, I contacted Ira, and then I went to Shane and because he had picked up Foreman, and I said, do you want CMC? And the offer was Kareem Hunt and Chris Olave for CMC, and he didn't pull the trigger on it. And so I finally reached out to Frank. An offer I didn't think he would uh, accept. I, I wanted Debo from him. Smartly, he said no on Debo. Uh, we settled on London. I just needed at, at 0-3, I can't take this weekly stuff anymore. I, I figured I would have had at least one win. Uh, last week was my best chance to get my first win. Uh, it just didn't happen. I needed I need some stability, and I needed to get away from that uh, that tilting. And I think I did all right. I hope I did all right. I hope you know. Uh, I hope it works out for Frank. I was giving up cook shit about wishing people well. You know, I got no ill will against Frank. Uh, it's always fun working with him uh, on trades. And uh, we'll see how it works out. Yeah. I, the Hunt and Olave deal it would have been really nice for you. I think I would have liked that better than Fournette in London, but couldn't get that really? one done. Oh, man. I, I, I thought that was like a terrible offer. But I was, I, like I said, I was in full tilt mode. Uh, yesterday I was I was panicking and uh, I'm surprised Shane didn't accept that one I am too um, because Shane loves Christian McCaffrey and so if Shane's out yeah if Shane's out on McCaffrey (laughs) that's a major red flag Um, speaking of Shane he then sends Daryl Henderson Jr. to Frank for Darren Waller there was $21 fab switch chance I think 
Frank got the fab. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Okay. Frank got the fab. Um, Frank has a you know surplus at tight end. He's got Mark Andrews. I think this is actually a good deal for Frank. Yeah, I guess if he wants that insurance running back, I mean, you you can never have too much. You know, I'm counting my blessings right now. Yeah, I, I just got Fournette, but I also have Zeke, Ramondre, and it seems like I'm going to have Herbert for a spot start. So they're always nice to have those backups. I just don't know if he had gone around because there are so many people that are tight end needy. Could he have gotten a little bit more from someone else who had multiple weeks of, trying to stream the position and getting screwed on it. I actually thought, well, first of all, I agree with that thought. I actually thought that he might shop Mark Andrews. Cause yeah, I mean, I think you get a lot for Mark Andrews. He's the best tight end in the, in the league. And then, okay, I'm going to get a ton for Mark Andrews and I'm just going to start Darren Waller. So I think he could have flipped that where he was selling his really elite tight end and just starting his good tight end. But, Listen, I, it's hard to trade Mark Andrews too because he's that good. So, and yep, then the, exactly, the, it's, it's tough to get a it's tough to get value for a guy who's performing that well. I mean, unless maybe you go to Casey, who loves those white tight ends, uh, you could have maybe gotten a king's ransom for it, but it would have been tough. Uh, again, he got a running back, and running backs are very important. Agreed. Uh, and then the final trade, I think, was just to. Um, Shore up his investment in Christian McCaffrey. Frank gets Chubba Hubbard uh, for Raheem Mostert. And this is, in my opinion, I know he's protecting his investment of Christian McCaffrey. This is a horrific trade. Uh, Raheem Mostert, I know he's already played this week, so Snow can't start him. Um, But he's progressively getting more and more work in the Dolphins' backfield. Like He's absolutely taking over the chase Ed, what I thought Chase Edmonds would have a stranglehold on this backfield, but no, it's Raheem Mostert, and he's actually been playing pretty darn good. Yeah, this was definitely an overpay a little bit, uh, but he was for the insurance policy. Now, I will say for Frank, uh, Mostert has that injury history, uh, you know, where he just made a glass, so you never know um, whether or not, you know, he's just going to take one hit and get hurt. Uh, Snow also isn't going to be starting Mostert, because uh, he's got his two running backs, plus he's got Jeff Wilson, who's filling in for uh, Eli Mitchell. Um, it's a good bargaining piece. You know, Snow needs wide receivers, so maybe he'll use it as a as a chip to try to get one. Uh, so it's a good trade for Snow, uh, but I also understand why Frank did it. A couple of other trades that didn't involve Frank this week. Earlier in the week, um, this is kind of a bench stash for bench stash deal, which is always kind of scary. Um, but the Mexico City Hammers welcome Traylon Burks to town and send the gunshot victim, Brian Robinson, out to Iowa. There might have been fab changed hands here. I don't think it was very significant fab, but um, two bench dash guys. I have some thoughts yeah, on this, th- but I'll let you go first. I mean, I think KJ got the better end of the deal. I think there's more upside for Burks. He's going to have a breakout game soon enough kind of like Alave and kind of like London have done it. Uh, it's just he, he, he's in the position where he can wait for it. He's 3-0. and So uh, put him on your bench, and when he starts breaking out, then you got yourself a wide receiver three, wide receiver two. This is Now, this is one of those deals that almost never works for both sides. It's one of those okay. deals where 
Like Traylon Burks could turn into a start of a wide receiver every week, and Brian Robinson's borderline cuttable in four weeks. And it, it could be the other way. Brian Robinson could come back from his gunshot wound and be a startable running back, and Traylon Burks continues to suck, and he's cuttable. Um, or it ends up in four weeks that they're both cuttable because they both suck. Very rarely do these bench stashes or snow calls them scratch off lottery tickets. Very rarely do they both work. So it has a chance to be like, you look back on you like, oh, fuck. Fuck that one up. <laughs> or it could be the, uh, what was the trade that went back and forth every year, year one? It was like Chris Ivory and some other bum that uh, Shane and KJ just kept trading back and forth. Uh, don't so, yeah, re- I don't I remember, but I, I remember the trades back and forth. I don't remember the two players. Chris Ivory for sure was one of them. I can't remember the other guy. If Shane was here, he would know. And then the final trade of this week, uh, the Virginia Beach Ducks get in the trade column. Our first trade of the season. We welcome Jamar Chase and Mitchell Trubisky uh, sending out DK Metcalf and Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, I thought I won this trade. If I didn't, I wouldn't have done it. What were your thoughts? Uh, I was in on Chase. Um with Iowa a lot uh, this week, especially since I had Herbert and I knew Monty was going to be out. I kept telling you mean him Burrow. That, you had Burrow. Well, no, no. Like I was offering Cook Herbert in a package that would have gotten me Chase. Khalil. So Herbert. I knew Monty. Yeah, Khalil Herbert. Uh, I I knew that Monty was going to be out, even though they were saying all oh, day to day. There's no way he's playing. Cook needs a running back. I have the handcuff. Let's see if I can get you know, his top guy, kind of like what happened when CMC went down a, a year ago and Ira fucked up the fab and I ended up getting the handcuff. And then I kept trying to trade Ira, his handcuff. So it just didn't work out for me. He got a better deal than I was offering. You offered him a better trade than I was offering. Cause I was trying to lowball the shit out of him. Um, but I'm interested to know now that we have the hindsight of what happened on Thursday, would you do this trade now knowing that Tua could be out for a long time? No. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. And it's no, not just because of Tua, but also because like seeing Chase put up another, not a dud, a 10 is not a dud, but like another ho-hum game. Like, you when you draft Jamar Chase or trade for Jamar Chase, you want burgers. You want a T Higgins game like he had last night. Yes, it's, that's it's exactly like exactly. He, he might be one B instead of like the one A that he was last year, and hey. uh, you know you give up a lot for it, and then you get you get your ten points. So he's not going to let you down. He's not going to have a two point game like an Allen Robinson would, uh, but. You know, you're not getting what you expected. And then on top of that, you had your core, uh, your now number one quarterback go down. It's just tough. Yeah, it's real tough. And, and like with the 10, like DK Metcalf could get you 10. Like, I mean, he'll get you 10 yeah. as well. Like it, that's not that hard for DK either. And then I gave up Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah, obviously with Thursday night football already playing out. No, I wouldn't have done this deal. But at the time, I did think I won the deal. Like, I was like, Aaron Rodgers is very, very average this year. Like, he doesn't run anymore. He doesn't have Devontae Adams. So, 
when they get down to the goal line, it's not one of those like shifty little Devontae Adams touchdowns. It's AJ Dillon or Aaron Jones. It's it, you know, I think his touchdown number is going to be down. Um, and I don't mind starting Marcus Mariota. Like I think Marcus Mariota is a good QB two. The problem is yep. now that Tua might be out for a couple weeks, and I'm going to have to start Geno or Mitch, which is not ideal. Yeah, I mean, Kenny Pickett's on the block, by the way, in case, uh, you know, we want to talk uh, trade in, in a week or so. I know I know you love those pit quarterbacks. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, so, hashtag you know, eat shit pit, hashtag <laughs> don't, get, don't ever come to Virginia Beach, you piece of shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it, I understood what you were doing. Uh, I, I liked the idea. Uh, and again, I, I'll fully admit it was better. It was a better offer than I was offering Cook. I don't know how many other teams were in on chase, but uh, he definitely got a very good offer from you. And then you s- solidified your wide, re- wide receivers with chase CD. And then you were hoping Jalen Waddle was still going to ascend to that superstardom with Tua. And now it's just like, it- it's crazy what 48 hours uh, will do to you. I think Waddle will be okay. Actually. Um, I have some thoughts on the Thursday night game. Um, we are running out of time on this Zoom, and it feels like a good transition. We'll cut it here. On the other Zoom, we'll do Fab Breakdown. We'll do tri- – I got a trivia question for you. Um, sure. And then we'll do some week four picks. How's that sure. sound? Let's do it. All right, I'm going to stop recording. Pause. We are back after that fake commercial break that doesn't actually exist yet. For our Fab Breakdown, uh, Fab ran a couple days ago. Mike, I'm going to spit these out you one by one. Portsmouth Seaman wins Samaji P. Ryan for $31. I couldn't say it without laughing because there was no other bids. <laughs> uh, classic Frankels. I mean, again, he's it's another insurance policy for Mixon, but it is funny that there were no other bids. The Raccoons get Isaiah McKenzie for $23. Bucks. Didn't he draft him? Like, and what are they spending fab on? I'm pretty sure there was no other bids on McKenzie as well. Yeah. Uh, this is, again, his strategy of having the worst wide receivers and then just playing, like, uh, you know, roulette and trying to pick one, and hopefully it lands on that number that week. And, and before we get to the $20, guys, like, Yahoo, figure your shit out, man. Like, I shouldn't have to go on a desktop to see if there were other bids. Can you just put that in the goddamn app? <laughs> Yahoo is, it really is such garbage. Like, I don't know if I'll take a shot, I guess. I'm already tipsy, but I don't know if you play any, any leagues on the Sleeper app. The Sleeper app is like legit. I have not. I know it's very uh, customizable. Uh, mm-hmm. It's something that we can talk about, maybe switching platforms. Uh, to do the like everyday waivers kind of things. I'm pretty sure Sleeper can do that. Um, yes. But, not only yeah, can it I, do that, Mike, not only can it do everyday uh, waivers, you can set the exact minute they run. So like you can set them to run at 1230. So on Sundays, it runs 30 minutes before the first 1 p.m. game. Nice. Yeah, I, I know uh, I, I have a dynasty team on a site called My Fantasy League, which is extremely customizable it has literally everything as defensive players obviously it's a dynasty but like the website is from like the 1980s and it really like the layout looks awful and i hate trying to navigate it 
but you can customize that as well. And that's how, like, I've heard of my fantasy league, and I think I played on one league, and it is extremely customizable, but not, it's not very user friendly. Whereas no, sleepers, yeah, and sleepers extremely customizable, and it's pretty user friendly. Um, the other thing sleeper has is it has a chat, like in the app, like you just open the app and you can chat, like so you could delete group me. It has group sounds like we need it. to get a sponsor from uh sleeper so we can uh they need to start sponsoring the podcast and then we'll switch over to them you know what we actually need is kj to get the website up so we can take all of the yahoo data like all the historical mm, data yeah, yeah, put yeah. it on the website and then we can switch to sleeper there we go get on it kj yeah do your fucking job kj all right let's move on to fab breakdown that was a quick pause for me to vent about yahoo being shitty David and Joku, $20 to the Crawdads. I have no idea if there's any other bids because the Yahoo app. Yeah, I mean, I, again, if I, I didn't know that he got uh, in Joku, and then he just trades for Waller this week, and Joku exploded last week, uh, and then he just trades for Waller. So it seems like uh, he is set at the tight end position. The other thing with Njoku is the Browns paid him a bunch of money in the offseason, so they want to get him the ball so they don't look like they wasted money. So... He's going to be a target hog, I think, going forward. The Hammers get Brian Hoyer uh, for 20. I actually bid 19. And what's funny is at the time, me personally, when I put the 19 bid in, I was like, I think he should go for more than 20 to $25. And I don't really want him because I already had four quarterbacks. And I was like, I'm going to put in 19 just to make sure, like, keep people honest kind of thing. And yep. then, sure enough, KJ bid 20, and now I'm mad that I didn't win him. Yeah, those perfect bids are really nice. So I don't know how useful a four-year will be. I don't know how many weeks he'll be in here for, but at least he got the exact number right that he needed to get him. Uh, Raccoons add another receiver, Zay Jones, for 13 bucks. This was so. This was what pissed me off about Snow uh, in week three. If you go back and look at the transactions, he ad dropped so many wide receivers that they went to waivers. And I had an issue where Keenan Allen was in the late game. He didn't get declared out until, you know, midway through the 1 PM games. And I go to look at the free agents and snow had ad dropped them all. Zay Jones being one of them. And I couldn't pick it up. So I had to click play Cole Beasley and I ended up losing by two points, but he was pissed that he didn't get uh stay with Zay Jones last week. So it's no surprise that he got him this week. That's pretty much it for Fab Breakdown. Was there any other transactions this week you felt like you wanted to talk about? Uh, yeah, not that I can think of as far as Fab. Yeah. Um, I do have a trivia question. Let me find my trivia time song. Hold on. Trivia time. Do you have the league pulled up on an on an app or on a desktop? Uh, I'm just going off of uh, memory for. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right perfect! Now. And this trivia will yeah. be great for you, uh, and all, all right. the listeners at home. Don't be out, don't be on the app or the desktop when you listen to this. Uh, here's your warning: three, two, one. Here's the trivia question: Who has the most moves made this year, according to the Yahoo Tracker? Oh man, and I looked at this uh, recently. So I know Anthony is one of the lowest. I think he's got like two or three. I'm pretty sure I was around like eight, 
So there's, it's not me. I think it's, I'm going to go with KJ. And that's Amherst. a winner. First trivia question, trivia guest to get the guest to get the trivia question right all year. Congratulations. Let's go. Do you know how many yeah, it, it is? It, it, it's no surprise because he, he just add drops left and right. I'm going to say it's already, he's got to be in the twenties already. 25. Oh my gosh. We're four weeks in. <laughs> I'm based for a hundy. I should look back and maybe next week's trivia. Uh, I'm going to give this away, but uh, maybe next week's trivia will be what was the most moves ever in one season? Um, oh, yeah, 20, that, that is pretty good. 25. And in, in, I mean, we're not even, we haven't even started week four yet. It's pretty enormous. And he hasn't really been trading at the high clip that he usually does. It's, I think he, especially now that he's three and zero, he is going to be very difficult to trade with. Uh, you know, maybe if he goes on a losing streak, one two games, and you get him in full tilt mode. But uh, right now, he's doing a good job. He's finally listening to the advice we've been trying to give him for five years, and it's working out for him. But he's about to get his teeth uh, teeth kicked in by Frank uh, this week. All right, I have a uh, a little word to the wise that I've noticed over the last couple of years, and uh, he's KJ's not going to listen to this, so I'm not worried about him hearing this. But everyone else, this is the time to trape KJ, and I thought you did it a week ago um, with the Burrow deal. It's oh, I love that trade. K- K- in KJ's mind, him being three and zero means he's in the playoffs, so I might as well start looking at playoff schedules. So if you have a guy, if you if you go ahead and look at like weeks, what is the playoffs, 15, 16, 17? And you got a guy yeah. that's playing like the Lions, the Jags. Well, the Jags have def- good defense, but you get my point. Look at your playoff schedules. Those are the guys you can sell KJ right now because he doesn't think he's going to lose. Dude, so I got another funny story to kind of go along with that. I was in deep, like I told you earlier, I was in deep uh, uh, conversation with Cook. Uh and we were talking about uh, – I was trying to get Monty. I was trying to give him Herbert. And he brought up to me, he's like, no. Uh, or I like – I wanted Brees Hall, I think, for Herbert. That was like another trade I put out. And he's like, you know, I, I really can't do it because I'm looking at my wide receiver or my running back bye weeks, and I need both Jet running backs for the week 14 buys. I'm like, dude, we're in week four you got 10 weeks to fix that problem and you're looking at week 14 right now. I, I, it blew my mind when he told me that, but you know, some guys are just planning ahead, I guess. Yeah. I'm certainly not because both Javante Williams and Nick Chubb have a week nine by, and I don't really have a backup. So <laughs> I'll figure that out in week eight. Um, exactly. <laughs> but it is kind of fun. Like this is the time. If you want, like, think about the Jonathan Taylor trade a year ago. It happened when KJ was, I believe, two and zero. Maybe he was. He wasn't three and zero. Maybe he was two and one or something like that. But it was early on this season when he was like, "Holy shit! Like I'm going to win the championship." <laughs> uh, that yeah, that's good to know. I'll I'll take a look uh, again. I really like the trade I made with him. It's it's kind of worked out. You know, uh, I sold high on Bateman and uh, all that. Uh, you know, fluff on Jimmy G, and I was able to get my QB1, and he's put up back-to-back 20-point weeks, so I'm happy with that one. We ready to move on to some picks? Let's do it. All right, let me pull up my, uh, let me pull up my app here. I don't know where I want to start today. Let, let, actually, you know what? Let's start at 
a couple of matchups that did not have anybody playing on Thursday. And let's start in Carolina, where the Kentucky Raccoons travel east to the Carolina Reapers. Kentucky's a slight favorite, according to the Yahoo projections. Who's your pick? This is uh this is a tough one because put a lot of eggs in his basket with Austin Eckler and he's been garbage right now. If he has another bad week, he might be untradeable and he might be stuck with him. Um, I think I'm gonna go with Snow as much as it hurts me to say that because Lamar is playing Josh Allen and that game could put up 120 points. And that could just save snow right there. Ah, this is a very, very much of a coin flip game for me. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the raccoons as well. the The Raider defense stinks. Russell Wilson. I think the Denver Bronco offense, in spite of Nathaniel Hackett, will get back on track here. I also, um, I had a CK guarantee last week that lost. But it should have won, so I'm one and zero on CK guarantees. <laughs> CK guarantee this week. Alvin Kamara is scoring in London. He will find the end zone. That's a CK guarantee. Take that to the bank. All right, as long as uh, Taysom Hill doesn't, you know, cut him at the goal line. That might happen, it, and if it does happen, I'm counting my CK guarantee as a win. By the and way, you're two so. and zero. Yeah, you're good <laughs> that's <to go>. right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So I'm giving the Kentucky Raccoons, which. The raccoons would push to two and two. That would be wild. Yeah, I know. Very wild. Uh, but, but then again, Snow will think he's in the playoffs, and he'll start trading for uh, the playoffs as well. But you know, he'll he'll get a you know the broken clock is right twice a day. So there you go. The Lover Bowl in Iowa, uh, Crawdads flying to Mid America to take on the Wasps. The voice of reason really doing us no favors on the podcast here, trying to figure out what his lineup is. He's got three empty spots right now, so you can't really look at the projections. You got to try and figure out who he's going to start, who he's not going to start. I understand he probably doesn't know either yet, but come on, help out the podcast a little, will you? Who's your pick? Yeah, so Shane does that every single week. I'm pretty oh, sure he, he does? does that every he didn't, single no, he, week. Well, yeah. maybe I usually he record on Wednesdays. Yeah, he does it for a little while. You know, I don't know if it's a gamesmanship kind of thing, uh, but uh, I'm going to go with the Crawdads. The uh, the Wasps are set up for a tough week. We've already talked about Monty being out, and he's going to – his uh, quarterbacks, Tom Brady has just been terrible this year so far. For fantasy, I know they've won two games. Um, I just don't trust that team. He got rid of Chase. Yeah, Chase only put up ten points. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go with the Crawdads. They're getting Dalvin Cook back. They just got Darren Waller. Uh, they're coming off a big week, so I'll pick them. I'm actually gonna take the Wasps here. I'm kind of fading myself in a weird way. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers has a nice game against New England. And I think DK Metcalf actually has a two touchdown game. I'm not going to call that a CK guarantee. I just, the, the Lion secondary is not that good. Uh, it's obviously indoors, so it's perfect climate. Um, I think Metcalf gets a couple of tutters. So I'll, I'm going to take that the game loss. Could be, uh, could be a sneaky shootout, the Lions versus uh, Seahawks. Two bad defenses. Yeah, I can see it happening. 
Yeah, and I wish I didn't, you know, I wish the Tua thing I could start Gino over Tua. That would be nice. But um, <laughs> you know, Twiggy, Twiggy had a nice game last week. He could have another nice game against the Jags. I think Brees the, the Pittsburgh defense is not like a defense that you're like scared of anymore. I think Brees Hall could have a, a really good game too. That's just that's gonna be the one to watch because you got uh the Milf Hunter coming back, you know, Zach Wilson making his first start. How does that offense change? So that'll be interesting to see. Does he start the does he start Brees Hall? Does he start Mike Carter? Does he pick right? Does he pick wrong? Um, so yeah, I but I'm still gonna stay with the crawdads. I think they they're the more consistent team. Iowa hasn't scored over a hundred the last two weeks after putting up one thirty on me. Uh go figure. Uh so I'm gonna stick with the crawdads. All right, those are the only two scoreless matchups after Thursday night football. Uh, let's talk about some of these Thursday night games. We'll save all, both of our matchups for the last two. So let's go to South Bend where the Stingers didn't have anybody on Thursday. Uh, the Rats only had T. Higgins, who had a very, very nice game, almost 22 points. Do you think that's enough to carry the Rats to another win? So I'm just trying to go over his roster in my head. I know he's got the two stud quarterbacks. His best wide receiver just had a monster game. Gabe Davis, do we know if he's out or if he's just questionable? Still um, questionable, but he did play last week against the Dolphins. I don't know if he re-injured, re-injured anything. Um, might have just probably had some limited practices. I would anticipate him to play. You got James Robinson playing against the Eagles. That's a tough matchup. Um it's very impressive that you're doing this just off the top of your head, by the way. I I want to pick Noonan, but as of right now, the last I checked, he's got Rashad Penny as his running back too. Uh, all right, I'm I'm gonna go the grain. I'm gonna take the Stingers because I think Justin Jefferson finally has another blow up game. I have been every time Noonan texts me. I will send him a gift of Justin Jefferson and I'm going to make it my mission to get that guy onto my team. Cause I absolutely love Justin Jefferson. And one of these days, Noonan, he will be mine. And I thought it was maybe this week I had a chance because he's had back-to-back duds. I think he's going to have a big game. I think those wide receivers should carry him to a win. So I'm going to take the stingers probably in an upset. I'm also going to take the Stingers here. I hate to say it because I fucking hate Noonan. I hope he loses every goddamn game he plays. Um, But I do think there's a little bit. So week one obviously got like 90-something points out of those big three wide receivers. Week two, he gets like 40-something. Last week, whatever it was, it was low, though. Obviously, he only scored 80 total points. I think those three guys are due for – I think they're somewhere in the middle of you know that high end in week one and the low ends in week two and three. And I think he kind of gets back on track. Matt Stafford has the Monday night game against the 49ers, um, which means Cooper cup is on Monday night. That's right. He's got, so a Monday night miracle is, is definitely in the works. Um, I agree. I don't love penny, but the Detroit defense stinks. Like Rashad penny could fall into the end zone. Uh, I'll take the stingers. I, I don't love it, but I'll take the stingers despite the T Higgins game last night. Uh, let's go to Portsmouth. Two pretty nice games. Portsmouth starts off with a 36.3 to zero lead. Tyreek Hill had a really nice game for not getting in the end zone, almost 21 points. Joe Mixon did get in the end zone, 15.4. Adds up to that 36 I mentioned. Can the Hammers come back? 
Oh man, this is this is one of the weeks I wished I lived down in Virginia with you guys and I could watch football all day with Frank and KJ playing each other and then both just going back and forth arguing and KJ pulling out his hair, Frank making his comments cuz this is like this is the best rivalry we have in SPFL. I've already uh shown my cards earlier. I said Frank is going to keep kick KJ's teeth in. I think that was a great start for him on Thursday night. The CMC trade, you know, it's it's going to be a coin flip. You know, he should play. He's got the insurance policy, but I think Frank uh, takes this and ends uh, the undefeated streak and no undefeated teams uh, in SPFL this year. I have a hot take. The Mexico City Hammers are the worst 3-0 team in SPFL history. I couldn't name any of the other 3-0 teams except for the 2018 Raccoons, which were obviously very good. Um, so I'm going to stick by that hot take. I don't, I'm looking down this lineup like I wouldn't mind playing him right now. What, what scares you about this lineup? Saquon? Uh, yeah, I guess Saquon uh, against the Bears is tough. Cordero Patterson, I don't know how that guy has two top five RB, uh, you know, RB finishes, but he does. Um, and then, yeah, he's got Najee. You know, Najee could trip over into the end zone, I guess. His wide receivers need some work, especially now that his number one guy is out. Uh, so, again, that's another reason I'm picking Frank because I'm on Raw's out. He's got DJ Moore on the bench. He's Right now, here's his starting three wide receivers, Rashad Bateman, Curtis Samuel, Traylon Burks. Uh, Rashad Bateman was a couple of bucks on the auction. Traylon Burks, I think, was $2. And Curtis Samuel was undrafted. So he's got a, a total well, investment <laughs> about $4 from auction. Well, I'll money. tell you exactly. Uh, Tra- Rashad Bateman was 7 because I drafted him. Traylon Burks was 1 because I drafted him. So there's 8, eight auction dollars right there. And, and it's yeah, funny Samuel was zero. DJ Moore DJ Moore has been terrible. He's had one good week. Can you get, guess what week that was? I'll give you the answer. It was against me week 2. And he's been dog shit ever since. So I, I uh, agree with KJ benching him there because he's not going to be good unless he's playing the Friars. What would be crazy is if he did start him, th- this match would be riddled with um, Carolina Panthers and uh, Arizona Cardinals in it. <laughs> Just all, all over this matchup. So, yeah, I'll take the semen yeah. though. Let's go to um, – well, I guess we'll go to your matchup. You had a, a very solid day from Joe Burrow. Nothing like that won you the week, but you certainly didn't lose the week. Um, projections are right about even with, with Anthony in this one. Are you taking yourself? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going to take myself. I'm going to predict I go to own four because as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, Anthony is like my kryptonite. I'm pretty sure I have the worst record of anyone in the league now granted iowa's been in there i've only played iowa twice i've lost both of them to him but like anthony's been a lifetime member just like i have and i just don't know he has my number um i love that joe burrow put up 20 it was nice to wake up and see because i did not stay up for the whole game he got that nice you know touchdown with less than two minutes to go to put him up up to 20 points um what's been killing me a lot is get Keenan Allen on the field and he's out again this week he was dominating for the first quarter of week one and he's been out ever since uh so I'm putting a lot of stock on Cortland Sutton putting a lot of stock now on Drake London 
and maybe taking a flyer on DJ Chark. I don't know if he's going to be my wide receiver three. Maybe Khalil Herbert has a big game. That's why I'm keeping him. I need Travis Kelsey to go be himself. Uh, and I got to start now Jacoby Brissett. I'm going to take Anthony on this one. I just think he has too much luck. I and think and I have, I've had 380 points scored against me in three weeks so far. I think you win this game. Um, I think Cortland Sutton is a actual, you know, wide receiver one that you can start. I think Drake London's going to have a nice game against the Brownies. DJ Chark is the Detroit number one this week, and in, in what seems to be, they always play high scoring games because they can't stop anybody. Yep. Um, you got the Bears number one against a shitty Giants team. Are you going to be in attendance? I will. I'm not looking forward to it because we might be getting rain that day, but it, uh, I will be there at the game. Is is John Snow going with you? He was invited, but he uh, he will not be coming. He is uh, bitching out for a lady that he's not even dating, and I will always hold it against him that he chose some broad over the Bears. Well, shout out to Ira's mom. Hope hope he's listening with her in the car <laughs> wherever he is. Um, no, I'm thinking. I I think you're gonna win. I think Travis Kelsey's gonna have a really nice game on Sunday Night Football. I don't love Brissett, but then I look across the map and he's starting Cooper Rush. So it's like, all right, that's a wash. I, I yeah, and he's to... playing Atlanta. So I mean, that's a decent matchup, and he's been solid. Like if he if I can get points from him, I'll be happy. And he put up. He's put up 13 every week, so uh, it's it's kind of one of those uh, just solid plays, I hope. We'll close this podcast out with the matchup between the Ducks and the Snorkelers. The Ducks out to a commanding lead, 17.4 to 9. <laughs> Shitty-ass 9 for the Snorkelers. Probably didn't sleep too good last night, I would guess. Um, who you got? Yeah, I'm glad you uh, you wrote your spin zone right there. Uh, yeah, uh, you have a chance this week. I mean, maybe you do. Maybe CD puts up a burger for you. Nick Chubb could definitely have a burger against the uh, Atlanta Falcons. You're going to need them. Uh, Tua, unfortunately, let you down. Um, I'm taking the snorkelers. That's a wrong pick. Give me the Ducks. I, <laughs> listen, let's talk about Thursday Night Football real quick. Obviously, Tua goes out. He goes out. I, I know people realize that Waddle and Tua played together at Alabama, but they were like really close friends at Alabama. Tua, okay. I mean, Jalen Waddle was not the same guy after he saw Tua get carted off like that. Like you could just tell. And he came up a little bit limp on that one play that KJ, like he just loves texting. Oh, he's out. He's out. He's hurt. He's gone. Um, <laughs> and then he came in the very next play. But, you know, it that happens. Jamar Chase only gets 10. But here's the thing. We, if you think all the way back to week one, Thursday night football, Noonan has Cam Akers zero. Matt Stafford, seven. Cup had a nice game. He had somewhere in the 20s. But I woke up on Friday morning like, man, I'm going to dick slap Noonan this week. Like, he did nothing on <laughs> Thursday. Not only did that not happen, I lost by like 50 points, and he had the high score of the week. I'm calling for deja vu. CD Lamb, 30-burger. Chubb, 30-burger. Javante in, in the end zone twice. I don't know if he hits 30, but he definitely crosses 20. Kyle Pitts and Marcus Mariota link up for two touchdowns. I don't know if they get burgers, but there's going to be. I think the Ducks squeak this one out. So there's no spin zone. 
I guess that might be a spin right. but what Who, scares you? Uh, what scares you on the snorkel team? Diggs, Herbert. Okay, I ain't scared of them. I mean, Amari Cooper looks like he's back uh, to form as well. He's due for a dud, uh, and Chubb's going to get a burger, so he's going to take all the uh, touchdowns. Uh, or it could just be, you know, Hunt finally falling into the end zone uh, like he should have last week, but he didn't. Um, yeah, Kyler is a big question mark. Um, I don't know. Is he going to be starting Hawkinson now that Amon Ra is out? Does he still have Hawkinson on his on his uh, roster? Yeah, um, TJ Hawkinson is in his lineup. And who are his running backs? I can't think of them off the well, top of my head. We had Edmonds last night with nine. Yep. Uh, then he has Jacobs, and he has James Conner in his flex. Oh, my God. I, I really want to switch my pick just off of Josh Jacobs. That fucking cancer. This is uh, a spin zone, though. Like, I'm I'm going to wake up Sunday with absolutely, like, no nerves or stress or anything. Like, the Dolphins already lost, and the Ducks are a huge underdog now to where it's just, like, I'm I'm ex- almost expected to lose. So, it's just. So, you're thinking all just, the pressure's on Casey? It is. It 100% yeah, is. Like, I'm just going to put my feet up, drink 100 beers, and have some fun. <laughs> all right. I will stick with my pick just so that we're different and uh, we don't uh, agree on everything. I know we didn't agree on every single pick, but I'll just uh, be the contrarian. I'll stick with uh, snorkeling. It was a lot of fun, Michael. Yes. Anytime. Everybody, um, thanks to Mike for joining. Thanks to you all for listening. I'm sorry that we didn't record on Wednesday. It is Friday night. We'll get it out tonight. Enjoy week four, everybody. Man.